politics, pop culture, and a whole bunch of other things that start with the letter P. The Mark Harvard Podcast. Who knew that optimism could sound so sarcastic? Hey, 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 welcome in. It is the Mark Harvard Podcast, and I got to tell you, I'm pretty excited about today's show. Now, let me just preface this by saying that I we're going we're gonna to mix in a few, uh, you know, things that have been happening in my own personal life, but also, as a rule on this podcast, I don't do a whole lot of heavy lifting when it comes to politics. I don't do a lot of political stuff. I just don't, because it comes down to it, you're not going to change anyone's mind. You know, it, so you're kind of wasting your breath. But there are some things that I think are very telling that happened this week, and especially particularly in the last couple of days, that I just I think one, they're a sign of where society is going, but also are going to be just amazing uh, as they develop. These stories are going to be amazing just examples of the human condition, and I'm really excited about them. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Also tonight, we've got uh, we've got Heinz ketchup. You know the ketchup people. Heinz unveils plans to make ketchup bottles from paper. And uh, finally, we're going to talk about road trips, vacation. You know, we're hitting May, end of May. Uh, yeah, I know it, it snowed in, in Denver, and that's kind of weird and possibly a sign of the apocalypse coming. But but in the meantime. People are starting to look at vacations, so we're going to. I'm going to give you some 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 road trip destinations that might be the absolute best way for you to go. Because you know, air travel expensive, and yeah, road trips with gas prices right now are also a little expensive. But these might actually be worth the price. But let me let me start off with this though. Um, Biden has put out this uh, has put together this student loan plan, and. He's got, you know, 30 top aides that are involved with this. They have millions of debt in debt. At least 30 White House aides are carrying student loan balances. And I'm getting this from Bloomberg.com. Josh Wingrove published this the other day. Uh, President Biden's decision on whether to forgive student debt will be personal for, for a lot of the aides that he has who are among the millions of Americans carrying loans for college and graduate school, at least 30 senior White House staffers have student loan balances, according to a 2021 financial disclosure from Bloomberg News. They've got this from the Office of Government Ethics, including Biden's new press secretary, um, deputy director of the National Economic Council. About one in five House White House aides required to file a disclosure reported student loans, and more than half are people of color. I don't really care in this instance about the the racial part of it here's what i'm coming down to though collectively they owe as much as 4.7 million dollars the documents show including one legislative aide who reportedly owes between 500,000 to 1 million dollars and so biden has agonized for months over whether to cancel some student debt through executive action instead of waiting for a gridlocked Congress to pass a new law, and you know, it, it, while we wait, in the meantime, he's repeatedly extended a freeze on payments and interest. I know this because my wife has student debt that she's carrying, and you know, we're paying it off. We're making our our payments when we need to, and that sort of thing. Honestly, when it comes down to debt, and we don't carry a whole lot of debt, but uh, you know, just you know, every once in a while, you find yourself carrying a little bit. Credit card debt's always going to be what we what we pay off first because it's got the highest interest rate. Um, 
the more you carry there, it's going to pile up faster than the student loan debt. It's super low interest rate. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's really not a huge deal. Just pay the minimum that you need to and, and go at it. It's, it's annoying, but it's not, you know, just debilitating at all. So when I, when I hear someone come coming up with this whole thing about how we need to be canceling student debt and we need to be, you know, lowering these rates or giving, you know, some sort of forgiveness or whatever, part of it gets a little angry. And here's why. One... All these people that have paid off their student debt are being penalized now because they were responsible, because they paid off their debt. Second off, what is this teaching people? What is this teaching society when you can sign a contract and borrow this amount of money, $500,000 to $1 million, and have it forgiven and be advocating for it to be forgiven? I mean, maybe I was just brought up in a in a house where you know you you made a you 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 made a, a promise, you kept your promise, your word was your bond. So maybe this is this just in the age of you know participation trophies and of no one ever losing anything, and that entitlement mentality that a lot of people are carrying. That this is this is coming from that. And I, I, I worry that we're becoming enablers with this because, well, you know, if I was able to skip out on $500,000 in loan repayments, what else in life can I skip out on? I mean, the rules just don't apply to anything anymore. And I, I, I don't mean to start the show off with a big rant like this, but I, I just came across this article. And it kind of struck something in me because, you know, over over my life, I've had some debt that I've had to pay off. And I fought like all blue blazes to pay it off. Um, not, I mean, I didn't carry any school loans. I was blessed in that area. I worked two and three jobs throughout my college career. Um you know, I, I worked in the college bookstore. I worked at a radio station throughout college in Birmingham. I also was a youth director at a small church there in, in Tuscaloosa uh, when I was a student at the University of Alabama. And it is back when we were horrible, so don't give me that Saban stuff. We were awful when I was there. So, yeah, <laughs> it wasn't for the football team. But... But so I mean, I, I, I tell you that because you know, I was lucky enough to work my way through and I had some help and I didn't you know, I had some scholarships. I didn't carry any student debt. But later on in life, you know, bad and I get bad stuff happens. And I'll 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 give you this before I move on to something else, something more fun. Um at one point in my life I was traveling a lot, and I mean a lot. For my job, they had me. The company, the radio company I was working for, had me moved into an executive position where I was I was traveling in Denver, and I spent a lot of time in St. Louis, uh, helping to manage radio stations there. And one day, I'm getting on the plane, getting ready to come back from a long week in St. Louis, and my wife at the time, Marianne, uh, who has since passed, she called me. She was upset, like be beside herself, upset, crying on the phone. Mark, we just got. A phone call, or we just got a letter in the mail. We owe over twenty thousand dollars 
to the hospital. And it was because of a new rule that had come out through the Obamacare program that allowed Blue Cross Blue Shield to retroactively refuse things. And they'd gone back through her cancer treatments and had refused a lot of stuff. And so we got, you know, we, I, we were able to work with the hospital. We got some of that debt cut down. But we still had some hospital debt. On top of that, my wife passed away. While we before we had a chance to pay off a lot of this debt, so I had a funeral expenses to pay off, and then I ended up paying between gosh twelve and fourteen fifteen thousand when it was all said and done in back medical things. So I get that bad things happen and debt piles up, but that and and these were things that I that I saw that were my responsibility. I fought and paid them off. I had some people that helped me make initial payments but eventually I paid them off so I look I look at my situation these things just kind of they happen they're part of life bad things happen this was not me going to someone and saying I would like to go to college I would like for you to lend me this money and I promise I'll pay it back and then you're working toward not toward getting out of paying that money back Come on, guys. To quote Joe Biden in a in, a, in one of the debates, come on, man. <laughs> it's just it's it doesn't make sense, and it it goes against just the way I was raised, and I, I hate that lesson that that's teaching future leaders of of our society. I I, I really I hate that. I hate that. So, okay. Moving on to something a little lighter before the break. <laughs> Have you seen this? Heinz Ketchup. They've unveiled plans to make ketchup bottles from paper. Yeah, they're going from what they're calling red to green. The company has announced plans for the first ketchup brand with a paper bottle. They report it as kind of a teaming up scenario with packaging company Pulpex. Pulp, I guess, because paper, pulp. Of paper, yeah, yeah. It, to make its iconic bottle renewable and recyclable by using 100% substantially subsourced wood pulp. And it comes when a lot of other brands are launching environmental friendly initiatives. My question is are, Am I still going to be able to tap the 57 to get the ketchup out? Or are they going to account for that? Because that's the big thing is, you know, when you've got the, the ketchup bottle, Heinz 57 bottle, it creates a vacuum. You've got a tap where it's on the 57 on the bottle to make the ketchup create those air bubbles to allow the ketchup to flow out. With a paper bottle, I don't know what you do there. Does it become a squirt bottle? I, I need more information on this, Heinz. Help a brother out. When we get back, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, about this Nancy Pelosi thing. Once again, like I said before, I'm not getting into the back and forth, the angry back and forth between, you know, Republicans and Democrats and all that. But there is a an interesting study of the human condition to be gotten from this story that's come out uh, over the weekend that I think is super interesting. We're also going to talk about about vacations. It's vacation time. Vacations are kicking up right now. And I'm going to give you some options. If you don't want to just go completely under with airfare prices, 
Uh, I've got road trips, eight underrated road trip cities to visit this summer. So that's coming up in a few. Stick around. More coming up in just a minute. It's the Mark Harvard Podcast. The Mark Harvard Podcast. I can't tell you how thrilled we are to continue our relationship with Excalibur Service Company. They are the people that I use in my house, and they're who I suggest you use in your house for all your home needs. Air conditioning, heating, duct cleaning, indoor air quality checks. These are the guys that can take care of it. They also offer emergency plumbing service because, you know, Plumbing doesn't break in the middle of, an, of a Saturday afternoon. You know, it always happens in the middle of the night or when you least need it to uh, to be breaking. They're the folks you call. Like I said, they're who I trust my family is to, and they're who you should trust as well. It's Excalibur Services. Give them a call, 205 352 4160. It's 205 352 4160, or you can find them online, ExcaliburService.com, and tell them you heard about them right here on the Mark Harvard Podcast. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and online at MarkHarvardCreative.com. The Mark Harvard Podcast. We're back. It is the Mark Harvard Podcast. Thanks for hanging out with us uh, this week. I um, want to thank my sponsors, a couple of them right here, uh, Ralph Top Excalibur Service Company, 205-718-8688. They were out last week at my house doing my quarterly check, and it's so cool uh, when they come by because I know when they leave, when I see that van pulling out of my driveway, I know I'm set. Everything is going to work great. Now, you know, luckily, we've got a, a kind of a newer unit here at the house and so we don't have a whole lot of things to worry about but we've got one big old unit on our house that is driving a lot of stuff and covering a lot of area so i i i want to make sure that my family is going to be is not going to wake up in the middle of the night sweating in the middle of the summer because the air stopped working and in the winter i want to make sure everybody's going to be safe we're not going to freeze to death overnight you want your home to be you know comfortable so they come out we, we've got their yearly maintenance plan and this is a great deal you definitely want to be a part of this uh tell them that i sent you it's excalibur service company 205-718-8688 205-718-8688 it's excalibur service company uh, uh one of the folks that we're proud to say is a sponsor of the mark harvard podcast so I, I saw this story when it came out over the weekend. It dropped on Friday. And there's a reason this story got out there on Friday. It's because um, the folks that leaked it did not want it to be a major part of the news cycle. And it's obvious. It's so obvious that it's like it was like this. But... It may not there, and I gotta tell you, every talk show host, every news talk show host out there is frothing at the mouth. Has been all weekend. They're chomping at the bit to talk about this, and it's coming out of San Francisco. The Archbishop of San Francisco has informed Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi that she is not to receive Holy Communion at Mass over her repeated support of abortion. 
Yeah. Uh, the quote is, in light of my responsibility as the Archbishop of San Francisco, I am hereby notifying you that you are not to present yourself for Holy Communion. And should you do so, you are not to be admitted to Holy Communion until such time as you publicly repudiate your advocacy for le- the legitimacy of abortion. So, and you know, and that's that's one of those things that Nancy Pelosi has kind of that's been a, a kind of not a pet cause of hers, but something she's been very outstanding. She's spoken out in support of a woman's right to choose, and 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 I'm not here to debate that issue, because once again, goofy to- goofy podcast host is not going to change your mind. But it's what what interests me is is going to be watching this develop over the next week, because. She's kind of between a rock and a hard place on this. Because she is she's always been outspoken about her faith. She's always wanted everyone to know that she goes to mass. She's mentioned it in speeches and appearances. She's mentioned when I was at mass, I did this, that, that, that. So she's very outspoken on her on her being Catholic, as a lot of Catholics are. And I, I mean, I know many Catholics, and and you know they they don't. It's not an advertising thing, but they do mention it, and it's just part of their life and part of who they are. And I get that. So Holy Communion for the Catholics is a major part of Mass. I mean, every time there's a Mass, you take communion. So it's a key point in her faith. However, in order to continue taking communion. She has to go against her political party and where the political party stands. And it's the same basic quandary that people were worried that that JFK was going to fight because you know he was Catholic. He was like one of the first, you know, Catholics in a major political function as the president. And the big worry was, are you going to answer to the American people or are you going to man- answer to Rome? Are you going to answer to the Pope? So is the Pope now over the United States of America because the Pope's over the Catholic Church and you're Catholic and da 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 So to do this, Nancy Pelosi has to speak out and not only stop advocating, but publicly repudiate her advocacy. She has to say I was wrong. And I, it, it's a sin, and you know she has to go along the lines of what the Catholic Church believes. So it's going to be so interesting to see which way she goes back and forth. Now she also has to present herself for uh, for confession, and that'll be a private thing, as it should be. Uh, we'll never hear about that. What we will hear about, though, is the is the answer to it. it, it is what she did. We'll hear. If she, we'll hear which way she chooses. And I am so eager to see how this turns out. Just to see, you know, I mean, there, there, you know, there, there's that whole separation of church and state, and this is an exact reason why. But this person is having to publicly choose their faith or their political affiliation. And I think this is just going to be fascinating to watch. It's going to be super, super interesting, man. I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, 
I don't envy her in this situation. So it's just going to be interesting. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that story as it develops. And I'm sure every talk show host in the nation on uh, uh, on this coming Monday is going gonna, is gonna to have something to say about it. But, uh, but yeah, you heard it here first. Recording, 9.01, Sunday night, May 22nd. I beat you there, too. I beat you there, guys. <laughs> so, um, speaking of, of beating you there and winning the race, um, my little boy Jack, let me just tell you about this real quick. Okay, so Jack has been doing soccer. You know, Last year we tried baseball, and baseball just didn't work for him. It didn't move fast enough for him. So Jack decided he wanted to try soccer this year. So we tried soccer, and he loved it immensely. Way more than he enjoyed baseball. Loved soccer. But at the same time, Jack, yeah, he carries his dad's athleticism. So Jack knew where all the flowers on the field were. He knew where all the all the planes flying over, what they looked like and all that. Knew a little less about what it felt like to kick a soccer ball. <laughs> but yeah, his, his last game was this weekend. And all of a sudden... Jack decided, I know how to play soccer. I'm Pele and or David Beckham, and I can, I can do this. And Jack just came alive. He was being aggressive. He was being uh, attentive. He was running blocking routes for for other players. And Jenny and I are looking at each other on the sidelines, like, who's this kid? I mean, we're getting comments from other parents, like, Jack's doing great today. We got mentioned in comments on Facebook, I mean, about it. Like, Jack Harvard, that guy is a force to be reckoned with on the soccer field. It's like he just all of a sudden decided, hey, you know what? I think I'll play soccer today. I don't know what the difference was, but man alive. I am, I'm, I'm ready to find him a soccer camp to put him in in the offseason. Just so we can keep this going. Good grief. Hey, listen, when we get back, we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to get a little lighter, I promise. We're going to talk about eight underrated cities to visit this summer. Give you some vacation choices. Also, I've got a pretty big week this week. And I'm actually going to covet your prayers on this. So uh, stick around for that. It's all coming up next on the show. It is the Mark Harvard Podcast. Don't go anywhere. The Mark Harvard Podcast. You know, life is not always easy to navigate, and that's where our friends at All Things New Counseling Services, that's where they step in. They're going to help you get through some tough times. This time of year, people are looking at themselves. They're starting to think about all the things that they want to have a little different, and sometimes that goes hand in hand with some depression, some anxiety, some stress. The gang over at All Things New Counseling Services can help you out with that. Charmin and her team have an area of expertise that includes bipolar disorder, depression, eating disorders, substance abuse, PTSD, and trauma. And guess what? They also do telehealth. So no matter where you are, you've got someone who's there to listen and help you through some of those low times in life. Go ahead, check them out online, allthingsnewcounselingservices.com, and tell them that you heard about them right here on the Mark Harvard Podcast. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and online at markharvardcreative.com. The Mark Harvard Podcast. Hey, we're back. It is the Mark Harvard Podcast. Thanks for hanging out this week. Um, yeah, we took last week off. 
had to have we had a lot going on. It was the honestly, it was the end of my semester at uh, at this this uh, semester at seminary, and I had this giant paper to write. And and I was going to, and I'm not I, don't please don't take this as bragging, but um, uh, kind of is. But I, I did the math after I turned in this final paper. And to keep my A in this class, I had to make at least a 41 on the paper. <laughs> and I purposely didn't do the math until after I was done with the paper. I knew I had I, I had done well in the class. And I knew I was really in not much danger to like not pass or even to do poorly. So I purposely, because I didn't want to psych myself out and convince myself when I got tired that I didn't want to write this paper. So... I, I, I once I turned it in, I went back and got all my other grades and I did the math and was like, okay, to keep my A, I have to make at least a 41 on this paper. I did I did better than that. I ended up making a 97 in the class. But but yeah, so apparently I know Christian doctrine now. There you go. Uh, big week, though, uh, along those lines for me this week, and I'm going to kind of covet your prayers on this. Um, this coming Sunday, I'm preaching at Clear Branch United Methodist Church in Trustful this coming Sunday. Um, Yeah, Labor Day weekend. I'm getting the associate pastor Sunday. Uh, But Labor Day weekend, I'm preaching, and I'm I'm excited. I'm a little nervous, but more more than anything else, I'm just, I'm ready to do it. I'm ready to go. Let's do this. Um, So, yeah, if you're in the area, if you're in the uh, Trustful, Alabama area, uh, this coming Sunday, um, I'm preaching at Clear Branch, 9.30 a.m. I'd love for you to join us uh, either in person or online. Go find, go find Clear Branch over on, uh, on on Facebook, over on YouTube. It's Clear Branch UMC. The logo has three little dots, three little green dots on it. It's like a white background, three little green dots. That's how you know what church it is. But, uh, yeah, in the meantime, just, you know, pray for me because I'm trying to get this sermon together and get it all, all set up and, you know, everything where it's supposed to be. And uh, just, yeah, pray that God... You know, kind of guides me in that in that that construction of this this message. Uh, pray that he speaks to me, and that I'm only speaking what is his will, and not I'm not trying to interject anything, you know, that's self-serving into it. Uh, not that I want to, but you know, sometimes you know we're human. It happens sometimes. Um, in the meantime, you know, after this is over, I'm probably gonna ride some sort of adrenaline spike and then it's, I'm going to crash out and I'm going to need a few days off. But uh, I came across this over on Relevant Magazine. I thought we'd, we'd wrap up with this this week. Uh, it's eight underrated cities to visit this summer because here's the thing. There's going to be all kinds of problems with air travel this summer because the airlines, when COVID hit and they shut everything down, they let a lot of pilots do early retirement. And they slowed down a lot of young pilots training because, you know, we're not flying. Well, that's created this this airline pilot shortage. And so flights are getting canceled and it's, you know, it's more expensive and all that. But on the road trip side, now we're fighting all these inflated gas prices. So you got to make sure you're driving someplace that's worth going. So I came across this list and I thought I'd share it to you. First one is Minneapolis, Minnesota. They say it's one part of the, it's part of the, you know, obviously of the Twin Cities. Minneapolis is known for its bounty of beautiful parks and lakes. They say it's great for anyone looking to get some fresh air and enjoy the great outdoors while still enjoying some cool weather because Minnesota 
They say it's also got a lot of art museums and sculptures. If you're up for a little drive, the Mall of America is just a few miles outside of town, so you might want to try that out. Uh, the next up is Cincinnati, Ohio. Now, outside of WKRP, they've got an incredible foodie scene. Apparently, this is a food city. Findlay Market hosts tons of food and beverage vendors each week, hosting a diverse and, they say, delicious buffet of eats. I'll let you decide. Uh, when you're done there, head over to the American Sign Museum to see five decades of neon signs, if that's your thing. Ideal for where did you take that pic selfies. Uh, next is actually, I've actually been to this city. This is actually a really cool city. Uh, Atlanta may seem like the obvious pick for a city to stop in in Georgia, but Savannah, Georgia is an incredibly cool city. One of my favorite vacations my family ever took growing up. We went went across over to Savannah and then up to Charleston. But uh, the southern city is a great spot for a secluded getaway with historic landmarks, cobblestone streets, Spanish moss. If you're a, a Methodist, uh, John Wesley has a lot of influence in that town. Uh, they've also done a lot of movies filmed in that town uh so while you're there take a quick trip out to the beach to enjoy some of the most beautiful sunsets in the country they say the next is st louis missouri i have friends that live in st louis i also would never go there on a vacation they say if someone ever asks you to meet them in st louis you should definitely say yes there's a lot more there to do than take a picture at the famous arch first off don't go to the arch at night that area is awful <laughs> it is horribly dangerous to go out that area and in the daytime, much less the nighttime. Uh, a fun and eclectic food scene is there for anyone who cares to do a little research and don't miss the city museum. Uh, yeah, I never made it out there in my time there, but yeah, whatever. Uh, next is Chattanooga, Tennessee, also a very cool town I've been to. Um, you've got the Appalachian Mountains, uh, Rock City, Ruby Falls. It's also where I was. Yeah, I was in the middle of Rock City when I found out, when my wife and I found out we had COVID. <laughs> Neither one of us had symptoms. We just got a, a call from her mother saying, uh, yeah, I just tested positive. You guys need to go get tested. And uh, we had actually had been tent camping with Jack. Well, camper camping with Jack. So we just stayed at the campsite and didn't bother anybody for a couple of days. We finished out our vacation, but but yeah, so yeah, Chattanooga, super cool town. I give it high marks. Uh, Santa Fe, New Mexico, I've heard it's an amazing town, uh, full of, of eccentric places to visit. Uh, there's, you know, one-of-a-kind staircases on the Lorenzo Chapel, then over to Canyon Road Arts District. Cool, cool art scene there. And Santa Fe is home to some spectacular ski resorts as well. Uh, Colorado City Springs, Colorado. I'm going to try to speed this up. Uh, looking for a cool place to hike. And also, I think the folks on the family headquarters are there in Colorado Springs. Uh, finally, Monterey, California. I've been through Monterey. It really is a cool town. It really is. There are plenty of beach destinations in America, but one of the most underrated, they say, is Monterey. Uh, my wife and I went through Monterey. Actually, we did uh, when she finished her, her uh, master's degree. We went out there and we stayed at a at a at a uh, at a place in Big Sur, and we drove up and down the coast there. And we stopped in, had lunch, and had an afternoon in Monterey. And honestly, I'd go back. Yeah, Canary Row is there in Monterey, and it's immor was immortalized in the writings of John Steinbeck. And you know, full, uh, lots of restaurants. There's a Monterey Bay Aquarium that's really cool. 
uh, yeah, so it, kind of all over the country, different uh, different places you do, for you to kind of keep in mind there. So yeah, um, just you know, as we approach vacation season, you have options now. You are welcome. <laughs> oh wow! Hey, don't forget to keep your eyes peeled for uh, th- this month's issue of uh, Birmingham Christian Family Magazine. If you're out and about, you can also go to birminghamchristian.com. Um, to uh, check out the digital version. Lots of cool stuff there. Lots of uh, cool people involved in that. All kinds of neat stuff for the family, for you, for your personal faith walk. Good stuff there. And we're so happy to have them as part of the family here at the Mark Harvard Podcast. That does it for me. I'm out of here. Uh, next week, we're gonna, I, guess, I guess I'll do a recap of how preaching went. <laughs> I guess we'll do that. Sure, why not? Uh, don't forget to follow us over on Facebook and over on Instagram. It's the Mark Harvard Podcast. Just do a quick look there. And uh, like and share if you would. And do me a favor also, leave a review of the podcast over on uh, Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, wherever you're, you're listening to this. Give some sort of feedback, whether it's five stars or, you know, a high ranking or whatever. That would mean the world if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I really would appreciate that. That does for me for this week, though. I'll see you later, and I'm out. The Mark Harvard Podcast.